Well, hi everyone. It's so great to be together tonight. Tonight, I want to speak to us about something that we're all really familiar with, but probably something that we don't love very much, and that is navigating change. And when I think about navigating change, I think about um, a day on March the 4th, 2005, 15 years ago, where my life changed um, incredibly. It was an incredibly painful day because it was the day my first son was born. And if you've never experienced birth, which I'm sure not all of you have, especially the men amongst us, you won't understand how painful it is going through birth, ready to birth something new. Well, on this particular day, um, I am so thankful to modern day medicine because it wasn't too bad to be quite honest. It was painful, but thanks to modern day medicine, things were cruising along quite well. So well, in fact, that at about two o'clock in the afternoon, Dean decided to hop up and go and get lunch because nothing much was really happened. Well, Dean was gone for about two hours. And of course, in that time, the pain hit and the process started. The process of change started and he nearly missed the birth of his first child, but thankfully he turned up just in time. And so that was a day of pain where I birthed something new, but it was an exciting day as well. Now, fast forward three years later, here I am again in the hospital ward, experiencing exactly the same thing. And I get to this painful, painful time and I say to the midwife, she, well, she says to me, Mrs. Wallace, um, would you like any pain relief today? And I said, yes, I would love an epidural just like I had last time. And her response to me was, um, unfortunately, we're not able to do that for you today because there are no um, anesthetists available. So we might need to try something else. So here's some gas, which is a medication that they give you for pain relief. Well, I don't even remember what this thing looked like. All I remember her saying to me was, make sure you grab the tube, suck in as much gas as you can, and you'll know that you've sucked in as much gas as you can when you hear the balls rattle. Well, I could not for the life of me make those silly balls rattle, and I was ready to tell her where she could go and put that machine because it just didn't work for me. And so here I was again, um, experiencing this pain, but not getting what I wanted, not being able to be in control of it like I was last time. And then, of course, my beautiful daughter Zara was born very quickly and it was all history fairly quickly. Two years on, I end up in the labour ward again. This time, much to Dean's um, horror, the midwife said to me, Mrs. Wallace, what kind of pain relief would you like this time? And I said, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to do it with nothing this time because I've been there and done it before. I reckon I can endure the pain and birth this baby. Well, I think at that point, Dean probably wanted to run for his life. Um, and the only thing I remember saying in that moment was, in that moment of pain was, there is no way we are ever coming back here again. I think I did say a few other things, but I won't repeat them now. I didn't swear, but there were a few other uh, comments that I said at that time. But here I was in this season of change and transition, this time of pain that came before the birthing of something new. 
And it's something that's um, changed my life forever. And I'm really thankful for it. And many of us would say that we don't like change. Many of us would say that change is painful. And in fact, in this season, I think a lot of us would say that we're at a point of change fatigue, where we've had so much change that the change that we're experiencing is quite painful for us. But I would argue that while we say we don't like change, I would argue that we actually do enjoy change. So girls, if you've been out this week shopping because the shops are open, guys, if you're dreaming of another purchase, maybe you've got a hobby, you're car lovers like we saw on Manspace Invaders um, just recently, I would say that you actually love change. Now, guys, when the football was cancelled and girls, when your hairdresser was closed for a few weeks, you didn't like that change. Why? Because you weren't in control of the change. And I would say that we love change when we're in control of the change, but we don't like change when we're not in control of the change. And so tonight, um, I just want to encourage us because I just love how the Bible is a roadmap for us. It's a roadmap for our life and it's a roadmap that gives us really practical ways of dealing with the things that we face on a day-to-day basis or even within our life at any point in our life. And so I want to read to you a verse from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 because this verse has been on my heart for quite a few months now and it reminds us that change is all around us and it reminds us that God has actually created seasons and rhythms and cycles in nature. But not only that, um, this verse reminds us that he's created these seasons and rhythms in our life as well, not just in nature, but in our own life as well. And the thing I love about this verse is it also reminds us that even when we experience different seasons, when we experience um, seasons of change, his promise to us is that he will make everything beautiful in its time, in his time. So Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says, There is a season, a time appointed for everything, a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot what was planted. And the writer Solomon goes on to list a whole lot of other things that has a specific time and season for it. Then down in verse 11, he notes and he says, Yet God, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people can't see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I, he's saying himself, he, Solomon, has concluded that there is nothing better than to be happy and to enjoy ourselves for as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. Here's Solomon encouraging us that we should cheerfully content ourselves and make use of what God has given us, including the change that comes along our way. 
You know, we live in um, a world of change. And so we need to take things as they come because it's actually not in our power to change the appointed things that God has brought into our life. And Solomon in this verse is reminding us that the hand of God is actually on every change that we experience and he will make everything beautiful. He will make all of those changes work for good and he will be glorified in all of it. You know, a few months ago, um, I remembered a really fascinating book that I read about six years ago, and it's called The Fourth Turning. And it's a really obscure book, um, not the kind of book that you would want to take to a book club, because it was written by um, uh, two researchers named Strass and Howe. And this book was written in 1996, so 24 years ago. And I just want to uh, speak about some of their research and Um, I want to make it clear that while the authors don't necessarily profess to be Christians, neither are they professing to be prophets of the future. They're simply researchers who have proposed that we shouldn't view history as linear, so in a line, but have noticed as secular researchers that there are cycles in history which are similar to what Solomon wrote about in Ecclesiastes. And these researchers would say that just as there are four seasons in every year, they would go on to say that in every generation, so in every 80-year period, we have what they call four seasons. So four lots of 20 years to make up one generation. And I'm sure you would have heard of the term Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, the baby boomers. So these are a generation and these In these generations, people in those generations have experienced different seasons of change. So um, Strass and Howe um, have um, presented um, and would say that we're currently in a season, a political, economic and social climate that they would call the winter season. So they would say that we're in this 20-year winter season. And a winter season is described as a crisis season. It was possibly marked by 9-11, so the bombing of the World Trade Centers in 2001. And this, uh, then it was followed by the GFC. And this winter season will possibly end somewhere when this uh, global pandemic uh, reaches its end, possibly. They would go on to say that 80 years ago, there was a previous winter season known as World War II. And 80 years prior to that, there was another wartime um, season known as the American Civil War. And 80 years prior to that was the American Revolution. These seasons are winter or crisis seasons. They're wartime seasons. And just as there are winter seasons, there's also summer seasons. The previous summer season was around the 70s, so you would have heard of um, hippies, you would, have, you would all know about um, the hippie movement, the, um, some of you may have heard of uh, the Jesus movement. And when these researchers look at church history, they notice that 80 years prior to that, there was another movement called the Third Great Awakening, and 80 years prior to that, another Great Awakening, and 80 years prior to that was the First Great Awakening. And so you can find this research all over the internet. And I think that the trick for us in all of this is to find God in this. And so where's God in these seasons of change? Well, 
if these authors say that we're currently in a winter season, a season of crisis, they would say that a major crisis like one that we're experiencing now can be linked to an economic crisis. It can be linked to a political crisis. And the good news is that it can be all solved with one enormous event. The good news is that at some point we get to reset the rules of the game. And that's where God has us right now. He has us placed in a season where we have an opportunity to move from possibly um, a season of change, a season of pain, maybe you're experiencing some pain at the moment, and to move us into a brand new season where God is going to do something new, not only in our own lives, but I think in wider society as well. And these researchers call this season the spring season. It's a season of optimism, a season of community, a season of what we would call better together, which becomes the hallmark of society in our future. And that really excites me, that that is what we are walking into. And so my question for us tonight is how do we navigate change in this season of transition and change? Well, I know for me that the Bible is a brilliant handbook for life. And in it, there's some absolutely amazing wisdom for us in this area. So the first thing I see in this is the way that we navigate change is we need to know our why. Why do you do what you do? Another question uh, might be, another similar question is, what's my purpose? You know, your why never changes because your why is actually serving God's purpose. That's your why. That's what you are created to do, to serve his purpose. In Psalm 57 verse 2, David says, I cried out to the Lord and he fulfilled his purpose for me. You know, your purpose is not for you. Your purpose is not about you. It's not about living the dream. It's not about being rich enough and powerful enough to treat yourself. It's not about creating the most watched TikTok video. It's about serving God's purpose. And I love that in all of this, David wasn't saying, God, what's my purpose? He was saying, God, what's your purpose? Help me to fulfill your purpose. See, he wasn't seeking position. He wasn't hoping for his big break. He was just doing what was in his hand, which at the time was looking after his, uh, looking after sheep, serving his father. And in that moment, that's when he was anointed as king and he found out his why in life, which was serving God's purpose. You know, some of us might have found this COVID season very frustrating because we might feel like we're not doing much that's giving us purpose at the moment. Well, I would say that maybe your what has changed, but you can still fulfill your why. Your why is to serve people. And it might look a little bit different now to what it was a few months ago, but you can be creative in solving this problem. I know for me in my job, um, the way I'm doing my job is different. You know, I was never educated to train um, children online and educate online. The way I'm running my life group now is different. We're doing it online. But I can still see my why 
in what I'm doing. Even though what I'm doing is changed, my why stays the same. Number two, how do we navigate change? Well, number two is we need to see the bigger picture in change. You know, we're playing the long game. Our first question, our first question that most people ask whenever whenever we're asked to do something different is, what does this mean for me? How am I going to have to do my job differently? How am I going to have to change? Well, can I encourage you to challenge yourself to not just focus on the change that you have to make, but be focused on the bigger change that God could be bringing into your life, that new thing that he's birthing in your life as you choose to change. Number three, how do we navigate change? Number three, would I would say is we need to beware of the human tendency to isolate. Introverts especially, don't isolate yourself. Proverbs 18 verse 1 says, a man who isolates himself rages against all wisdom. So I would encourage you to hang around praising people. You can't be negative when you're hanging around praising people. And this leads me into point number four, focus on the good. You know, the Bible says whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, think on these things. We need to take control of what we're thinking. And I know, especially for girls, nighttime can be the time when we go to bed and our thinking runs wild. Can I encourage you, control your thoughts, show discipline in that area of your thinking and focus on the good. Hang around people with good stories. You know, leaders, don't just focus on crunching the numbers at this time. Take time to pick up a phone, call someone and ask them how they're doing. Provide a safe space for them and show them that you care about them as a human being. If you're running a people-oriented business, don't just rely on social media. In this season, you'll lose people if you only rely on social media. Find human ways to connect with your people, not just techie ways to connect. Let's Um, Let's keep connection real as much as we can. Number five, keep room in your emotional tank. So don't redline. You know, 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. If you've lost the wind in your sails, you'll stop. So can I encourage you, don't stop. Reset your sails. Find out what refills your tank. What's your hobby? How do you need to reset? Who can help you to reset? Are you spending time journaling and connecting with God? And my last point is number six. Absolutely don't underestimate God's grace for you in a season of change. I know for me in this season, I've been faced with many decisions that I've had to make. Um, over my life when we face challenging seasons, I know that God's grace has been there. His grace is him giving us what we haven't worked hard for. His grace is giving us what we may not deserve. His grace is him seeing what we need and him giving it to us because he loves us. And so tonight as we close, I just have um, three questions that I want to ask you. And number one, 
is if you're facing change, how can you be intentional this week to stay in the race and bring about the new things God has for you? Is it taking time to find your why? Is it, ta- is it taking time to serve and loving t- and love people, doing something practical for them? Is it taking time to fill your emotional tank? And number two, who can you reach out to this week? Maybe just with a phone call, just to check in on them and see how they're going. I'm sure right now, someone's name will come to mind. There is someone in your world who you can reach out to. Why not connect with them? And in doing so, you're finding your why. You're discovering your why because you are serving God's purpose. And number three, do you need to relinquish the control that maybe you've had over your circumstances? I'm a bit guilty of that. I tend to be a bit of a control freak. What do I need to do to relinquish control over my life and my circumstances and allow God in his loving kindness to lead you and guide you in this season? And, you know, as we close today, I would just encourage you that, you know, in that last point, we talked about the loving kindness of God. We talked about the Bible being a roadmap for our life. And I just love that the whole purpose of the cross is to display the loving kindness of God in our life. A love that is so irresistible that it compels me to want to respond to him. And so in a moment, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray that what we've talked about uh, tonight reveals some more of the heart of God for you, regardless of the season that you find yourself in now. So why don't we pray? Father, I just... Thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that you have appointed seasons for our life. And Lord, I thank you that you give us a roadmap. You give us wisdom to be able to walk this journey. And Lord, right now, I pray for those people who are possibly facing, you know, great change in their life. Lord, I pray for your grace to be on them right now where they are. Lord, I pray that you'll bring people around them to be able to help them to be able to walk this journey. And Father, I just thank you for your loving kindness over each and every one of us as we navigate change or as we come alongside someone else uh, who's experiencing a change in their season. And Father, I just thank you that you are such a good God. We love you. Amen. Well, if you're watching tonight and Perhaps that last question um, may have been particularly for you. Maybe you would say that you haven't practiced faith in Jesus ever, or maybe you did at one point and you haven't done it uh, for a long time. Um, Why don't you just take a moment where you are, wherever you are now watching this, just to open up your heart. Accept what Jesus did on the cross as a declaration of his loving kindness for you right where you're at. And if you want to receive that forgiveness, if you want to receive that acceptance, if you want to receive that brand new start that I've been um, talking about, you can do that right where you're sitting, right where you're watching right now. You know, in Romans, um, it says that if you believe, um, believe in Jesus in your heart, you will be saved. 
And that word saved means a journey of healing and wholeness. And all of us are on that journey from the moment we believe in Jesus. We are still walking on a journey of healing and wholeness. And so I want to encourage you just to open up your heart and in your heart, just say, Jesus, I want a new start today. Please give me a new start today. Help me to understand your love for me, your acceptance of me, your forgiveness for my past and the brand new start that you have for me. And if you've made a decision like that, um, then I'd ask you that, ask if you would um, just like the comments in the link. You'll notice uh, that in the comments, one of our team would, would have put a comment up asking that if you've made a decision to follow Jesus or if you want to know more about Jesus, all you need to do is like that link and it will take you to a place for you to be able to find out some more information about what Jesus can do for you. It'll also help us to be able to connect with you and to be able to come alongside of you if you would like that and to be able to walk you on that brand new um, journey with Jesus or maybe that um, decision that you've made once again to follow him if you've done it once before. And so we'd love to get a Bible into your hands and we want to be able to walk beside you and cheer you on in this journey uh, with Jesus. So thank you for watching tonight. Have a great week. It's going to be awesome.